It's the state of Victorian trots racing and the people who drive the sport. You're one out, one back. And a very good morning. You're with Andrew Cuse. Cody Winnell about to join us. This week's edition of One Out, One Back for Harness Racing Victoria on RSN 927 and our relay stations as well. Coming up on the program, a couple of guests will join us this morning. David Moran will take our call to talk about especially his uh, stable star, Lochinvar Art, and uh, also will be joined on the on the line by Taylor French, who's having a terrific time of things, one of our very good young trainers and drivers. And uh, joining us, though, Cody Winnell. How are you, Cody? Couldn't be better. Going well, thanks, Andrew. How are you? Doing okay. And uh, let's talk about some of the news from the uh, weekend. And a big night at Melton, of course, lots of features. It was the City of Melton Plate Night. Yeah, always a big night for the uh, for the City of Melton Plate. We had several features on the card, so uh, let's talk about the Melton Plate first. Duke of Wellington, a fantastic winner for Karen Manning, was the dollar forty favourite, but didn't get things on its own terms, having to sit in the breeze throughout outside of Wardan, who parked the favourite. But in the end, uh, Duke of Wellington and Karen Manning were just simply too good uh, for their opposition and picked up the City of Melton Plate, which is a great race and has been for a long time, won by many champions of our sport. Duke of Wellington, major go on to become that. He's a very smart four-year-old. Karen Manning said post-race that he's still learning. He's still getting better and better each time he goes around. They might look at a New Zealand campaign now with Duke of Wellington. Uh, Mervyn Meg Butterworth raced that horse with Karen, and uh, they've sort of hinted at maybe going across the ditch to New Zealand in search of more features. So that was a terrific win. We also had the Allied Express, Jody's Babe, which was taken out in great fashion by our step up. This is an underrated mare. She's very strong. She's very fast. She's very professional. She just gets it done. Steve Tell for the trainer. John Keldo driving in terrific form. He rated that horse to absolute perfection. Speaking of rating to perfection, we had the Quest for Success stampede and Kima Frenning dictated terms with higher than an eagle from the front. She landed the lead in the 1,200 metre race and the sparks just, which we thought might fly from uh, the way the barriers were sort of set up here, it didn't sort of work out that way at all. It was uh, David Aiken's, uh, David Aiken trained higher than an eagle, ran to the front and just absolutely dominated, was way too good. Benicio sneaking up for second, but a terrific performance, higher than an eagle, doing it easily in the quest for success stampede. Cody, the stampede, um, away from the term novelty, um, it always gets a great reaction. Is there any reason why we don't see more uh, short course or very short distant races like that? Is it is it deemed unfair that trainers and drivers feel they need more time to settle in a race if things are not going their way? Why, why not more of it? No, I don't think so. Uh, you will see more of it. Watch this space. That's all I'll say. I'm not going to break any news right now on that front, but uh, I'm, uh, I will <laughs> I will suggest watch this space when it comes to the 1,200-metre races. Look, at the end of the day, they are action-packed uh, races. If you go back over the, the Stampede's history since about oh, maybe 2011, I'm sort of guessing there, I think it was uh, launched in 2010 or 11, and the races have been fantastic. They haven't always been won. In fact, rarely have they been won by a front-runner. So this weekend was a bit of a... You know, it was a bit of a rarity to see the, the horse get to the front and dominate. Usually they burn along and the horses uh, swoop home from the back. So it is interesting that even though it's the shortest race we run, run the 1200, and right now there's only one a year at Melton, and I think there's another one down in the southwest, maybe at Horsham, um, they actually are usually run uh, one, one by horses running on from the back. So without giving anything away, Andrew, watch this space going forward because uh, it is something that HRV would be interested in exploring 
Well, I just feel now I've become a clairvoyant. I had no idea you were going to say that or your notes, but uh, I will watch this space and we'll talk about it when it does uh, happen uh, on this program. Anything more from Melton? Yeah, Scotch Notch Memorial I should talk about. McLovin for Andy and Kate Gath. Andy Gath has a massive opinion of this horse, McLovin, and you can see why now. He's starting to really build a terrific record, this gelding by Monarchy. He's a six-year-old from New Zealand originally, and he's come out and won again, defeating the stablemate Kingdom Come in the two-construct Scotch Notch Memorial, terrific performance. Andy Gath, his record with Trotters, of course, Tornado Valley, uh, Glenfree Typhoon, etc., uh, etc. Et in recent years and going back further is just extraordinary. So Andy Gath with another one there at Melton, and that just about wraps us up from the weekend at Melton. All right, some big time racing at Bathurst in New South Wales. Yeah, absolutely. We've got uh, that all coming up this weekend. We've got a fantastic uh, card of racing. Of course, the Bathurst Carnival every year attracts, uh, you know, top-notch horses up there. They go in search of the Group 1s, the uh, Yurubi Stud Gold Bracelet, the Apsley View Gold Tiara Final, uh, the Bathurst Gold Chalice, and also the Tui's New Gold Crown. And we've got Victorians in action in the Apsley View Gold Tiara Final. Emma Stewart has Jodina, who's... $2.70 favourite after drawing barrier two for the Gold Tiara final. Uh, so Jodina looks hard to beat from the gate. Uh, D- Daniel Jack has She's a Mamacita drawn four at $41. And then we've got the Gold Chalice final. Laura Crossland and David Moran, the training partnership, they've got Lock and Verart drawn eight, qualified at $2.15. It's the second favourite for that race, and we'll have David on shortly to talk more about that horse. And Dean Braun, another Victorian trainer, has managed to get Ward Andalite in as the emergency, so it'll need a scratching to get a run. And then in the $100,000 to his new gold crown final, Emma Stewart has the unbeaten Mark Dan from Gate 5. It's $3.30. Interesting. It's not the favourite. The favourite is the heavily backed Marg Lee from Tarang trained Jillaby Nitro from Gate 8. It's a very, very uh, imposing looking youngster. So Jillaby Nitro, the favourite for the gold crown. From New South Wales to country South Australia, we had the Port Piri Cup on the weekend. Always fun, and they get a good crowd down there at Piri for the races, even when there's not a cup on. So uh, when me cheap was a terrific winner for Darren Billinger, Greg Rogers drove this horse. Uh, this Victorians will know Wenmi Chief pretty well. He initially raced up around the Sunraysia area, around Mildura, transferred to Billinger in 2016. He actually had a stint with Mouse Brennan over in Western Australia in 2018, and now he's back with Darren Billinger. He's won 25 races, almost 177000 in stake money. He's just an awesome little trier and a real stable star. So Wenmi Chief, the winner of the Port Perry Cup this year. And uh, tell us about the success of the Oyen Cup on the weekend past. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this ties in pretty well with uh, your show, your show last week here on One Out One Back. We talked about the uh, the Trots Country Cups Championship, and we saw Brellos Pass come out and win easily in the Greg's Electrical Oyen Pacing Cup, finishing twenty metres clear of Perspective with Manganello third. What it means is it was a terrific win by Brellos Pass, but it means that Perspective now moves into a clear second position on the twenty five thousand dollar Country Cups Championship bonus table. Uh, Perspective is only five points behind Buster Brady, uh, who is in front twenty two points. San Carlo third on 16. Um, Perspective and Buster Brady, they're both chasing extra points in the weekly advertiser Horsham Pacing Cup. Uh, that's uh, coming up this Sunday. Love in a Chevy is also in that race. He's uh, 11 points behind. He's on 11 points, sorry. So he would probably need to win this race at the weekend, then win Mildura and maybe finish top two at Warrigal to grab the win. It's it's possible, but it's highly doubtful. Buster Brady in the box seat, but it is good to see Perspective making a, a late run there. And also lining up at Horsham, we've got Flaming Flutter, Hickstead, 
Uh, Jillaby Chevy. Can't refuse. He'll be one of the favourites. And Bernie Winkle. And in the Trotters Cup, we've got Belts Law Legend, Monty Python, Il Parada. We just talked about Kate and Andy Gath and their Trotters record before. Keep an eye on Il Parada. Destiny Genaloo ends in a party and left, right and centre. So lots happening at Horsham this Sunday. Some of the latest news there on One Out, One Back. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Catching up with David Moran now. He's, of course, got the steer, as we mentioned earlier, on Lock and Varad. He's lining up in the Bathurst Gold Chalice Group 1 Friday night. Awkward barrier draw. David, that's uh, nothing new for this horse. No, Katie, it's not. Um, thanks for having me this morning, mate. Um, yeah, we haven't had a lot of luck with the draws, but we're sort of used to that now. <laughs> no, well, mate, thank you very much for coming on. Um, look, he was a minute too good last week. If the uh, if the listeners haven't caught a replay of that race, I'd encourage them to go back and have a look because he was thoroughly dominant. You must be confident that, barring bad luck this Friday night, that he can uh, potentially notch his first Group 1 win. Yeah, I am. Um, I think we've sort of... We've probably never had the horse better than what he is at the moment. Um, so, yeah, like you said, barring bad luck, which... We've already struck a little bit of it. Um, yeah, we'll just hope for the best. I'm certain he'll win a Group One uh, one day. Do you think that he? Uh, do you think that he's just about deserves it? He's gone through derbies. He's gone through big races. We've talked about his bad luck at the barriers. He's run some super races in defeat, hasn't he? He has. Yeah. Um, yeah. He thoroughly deserves it, sort of thing. Um, and I think, I think one day he'll uh, he'll get that chance. And hopefully it's Friday night. I've seen um, I've seen Darren Clayton put a thing up on Twitter. There yesterday, and his last 12, 12 barriers were nine, seven, eight, eight, six, ten, seven, nine, six, six, eight, six. So he um he probably deserved a little bit of luck somewhere along the way. It, it just goes. I, I would think the uh, what you've got to do here then is just keep racing this horse uh, as a four, five, six year old because eventually that has to become ones and twos, and you can just get on a dominant run potentially. It does, yeah. The the sort of the original plan we had was was to race him, you know, at two and three and. And get as much as we can, and then sort of give him a steady four-year-old campaign, and and then hopefully come back to the five-year-old for them, for them better races. But um, you know, he, he, he's a funny sort of horse. He just he, he loves racing, cops the work pretty good, and um, he's you know he's pretty hard not he's pretty hard not to race, but he, he's just happy there doing it. I love how you guys are always thinking long-term with this horse, and we saw that last season, and I spoke to Laura about that over the summer. She uh, she described him as a very special horse for the stable. You'd agree with that, and also you've driven him in most of the races, David. What's he like to drive? Yeah, he's pretty good to drive. He's um, he's a funny fella. He, he's really light on his feet sort of thing. You've always got to keep your wits about you a little bit because you can, you can pull a few tricks out, but um, I just probably love him the most just, just for his heart. He just he never ever gives up. Like I think, even at Menangle there, um, Luke said in the final, he said he in the derby, he said, um, said he was out on his feet around the turn. He said, but he just just gives his all. And I think you got to love that about them sort of horses. And that's why I don't, you know, that's probably why it upsets me more when he when he gets so many bad barriers because he just he tries so hard. And you know, you, you just hope one day that he can just get a bit of luck and not have to bust his butt so hard. Yeah, for sure. And what are we expecting this Friday night uh, in terms of? Tactics. Have you had a look at the the way the race might pan out, and uh, and what are you thinking? It is an awkward position to, to start in. It is. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure yet. I, I sort of had a couple of looks at it sort of thing, but I've been trying not to think about it for a day or two. So I suppose we've got to take luck out of the equation, and and driving like he is the best horse in the race. Um, I didn't say in that too sort of thing. We've just got to 
got to play it by ear a little bit. I think if you sort of if you plan to snag and get straight off straight away, you might be a fair way back, and them others might have the jump on you a little bit. But um, we'll play it by ear, but we certainly won't be um, we certainly won't be three or four fence and going for luck. For sure. And just tell us about the plans for the uh, rest of the season with him. What sort of races are you likely to be targeting? And uh, one from left field here, if New Zealand came knocking with a Jules invite, is that something that you would entertain? Um, yeah, well, we had a phone call last week um, asking if we were interested in going. Um, we'll probably probably won't. Um, at this stage, we won't anyway. Like It's, yeah, it's good money. It's 150000 but... There's a lot of, a lot of good three-year-olds over there, and they're very hard to beat. And you know, the flights—you've probably got to lay off fifteen thousand. The flights are about eleven thousand, then you've got a bit of spending money in that. So it's sort of, to me, you know, I mean, it's not just the experience; it's, it's sort of more the horse that comes first. So, yeah. So at this stage, it'll be a no. We'll probably just give him a break after here, and then um, get him ready for the Brutus Challenge or the Vic Bread, and then he'll most likely head to Queensland for the Derby. Um, sure. But we'll just play it by ear and see what happens. But New Zealand at this stage probably won't be on the cards. It's sort of not worth it, really. Yeah, no, fair enough. And before I let you go, David, I noticed that you and Laura are now uh, officially listed in the training partnership. It is a team effort, isn't it? So it must be nice to be able to have that partnership recognised down on paper now. Oh, for sure it is. Um, yeah, I, Laura just, Laura's amazing, the amount of work she puts in and, and how hard she works. She's, she's brilliant. I couldn't do it without her and... Um, and vice versa sort of thing, but um, I, I don't think I've ever met someone that works so hard, um, you know, whether it's getting the kids off to school and then doing the horses and the owls and that sort of thing she puts in. So, no, she um, she deserves all the credit she gets. And training partnerships are a thing that we've been sort of looking at for a long time. Um, you know, I, I think it's good. I think people get, you know, it's just not the one person getting credit all the time. It's both is and both probably deserve it. Well, mate, love what you guys are building, and uh, I'm a big fan, as you know, of Lock and Verat. So good luck this Friday night and going forward. No worries, Cody. Thanks very much, mate. David Moran taking our call on One Out, One Back. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Well, the Country Cups Championship Series is really hotting up, as you mentioned earlier, Cody, with those results at Oyen, the leaderboard just changing slightly. And this week, all roads lead to the Horsham Cup meeting. Yeah, they certainly do. And I've mentioned those runners earlier who were targeting that. But it is interesting now with Perspective putting his hand up and uh, and making a play. I still think Buster Brady would be odds on for that championship bonus. But it does throw a spanner into works if Perspective was to come out and run a big race and the, 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 uh, the, that horse decided to then go on and target Mildura and Warrigal. But it looks like a belter of a meeting down in Horsham. I know they've got plenty, uh, plenty of uh, promotion they've done down there and there's plenty happening on the day. So really looking forward to Sunday. And uh, going back a few days ago, I spoke to club manager Tony Logan from Horsham. Good morning, Andrew. Before we talk about your cup, uh, just back to the other week, uh, we spoke about your big uh, driver's challenge invitation. How did that go for you the other week? Well, we had Gary Hall Jr. back for the second time at Horsham. He got two winners from his four drives and... uh, took home the Noel Smith Memorial Shield and um, the Decron Invitation Horsham Drivers title. He was pretty 
pretty chuffed and um, of course all the drivers made big efforts to get here and we think of Todd Ratray who flew out of Launceston at some ungodly hour, got back at some ungodly hour and took home the uh, commemorative wooden spoon. But it's still a great day and lots of giveaways for owners, trainers, drivers and uh, courtesy of many companies like Fintac, Decron Horse Care and Carbine Chemicals. Well, now all roads lead to your Pacing Cup and Trotters Cup meeting. Well, all roads, Bennett Road, I think, is the address of your venue. And uh, as we get closer, how are things going? What's your advice to listeners out there? Well, it's uh, we say get your trackside backside on uh, Sunday the 31st and you've got a chance to win $4,000 if you're on course and you be uh, drawn as one of the lucky owners for a horse in the Dunneasy Seed Cleaning Owner for a Day Pace. It's a $7,000 race. There'll be 10 or 11 owners or uh, substitute owners or get to meet the trainer and driver of their horse. Um, they'll enjoy the owner's privileges in our uh, dedicated owner's hospitality area. And um, if your horse, or sorry, their horse, it comes home a winner, I'll collect $4,000 in cold, hard cash. Uh, it was pretty wow. successful last year, uh, and uh, the people that missed out on being a winner still enjoyed uh, the, the process of going through, seeing their horse uh, race on the day, well, the nerves that come, Andrew, the anticipation, but, uh, sometimes the highs, but mostly the disappointments. So you have to be on track uh, to obviously be a chance in that. So that's a chance to win something for nothing. Yes, um, it's a it's a great bit of fun. And um, Andrew, for this year, the club has decided to open the gates uh, up here in Horsham. A local fella called Ben Brooksby, who uh, on social media, Instagram and Facebook has uh, tens of thousands of followers. He started off uh, painting, posting photographs. The original one was him in the buff in a truckload of lentils. He's uh, making his efforts to bring attention to uh, mental rural health, health of farmers. They're overrepresented overrepresented in the um, statistics, sadly, um, for suffering from mental health. Ben is uh, doing a great job raising awareness and uh, working towards helping these people. The whole thing about the Naked Father, it's a lot of fun, and Ben will be the special guest of honour at Horsham on Cup Day, and we'll be making sure that we empty the pockets of everyone on course with plenty of gold coins to support his cause which is the Royal Flying Doctor Service Mental Health Unit. I was going to say tongue in cheek is he wearing clothes but if he's known for those naked pics some might be expecting to see him there not with clothes but uh, I'm gathering he'll be wearing some clothes. Oh well he, he will be um, no doubt some of his uh, uh, rural uh, Farming agricultural workers might wear less than he does, but anyway, the weather will be pretty good up on the uh, in the Wimmera, 
at that time of the year it always is. It's a blessing in autumn, and who knows, some of those farmers might choose, but we'll have to monitor that very carefully. Tony Logan, thanks for the, taking the call. Good luck with your cup meeting. And good good luck, and thanks for all your support down there at uh, RSN, Andrew. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Tony Logan from uh, Horsham. Just uh, getting voicemail at the moment, Cody, with Taylor French, so uh, might uh, not be able to get her on our program this morning. If not, we'll have to uh, chat to her in the coming weeks. But uh, some of our young trainers are very busy, as we know. No, absolutely. That's young drivers. I think I've no, upgraded no. her uh, her uh, rank, have I? No, well, her father trains horses. Terry does a great job, so uh, I reckon Taylor would be pretty hands-on there as well. But, uh, no, they, they they are pretty flat out. They're pretty busy, that's for sure. Taylor's doing a great job. I was hoping to get her on because she's got four drives tonight uh, at Echuca, and she's been going in uh, super form lately. So uh, if we can't get her this week, we'll definitely uh, get her on the show at some stage in the future. We might look ahead to this weekend, uh, Andrew. Yes, yes, in our final three or four minutes, we'll do that this morning and catch up with Taylor maybe next week. For sure. We've got Tabcorp Park Melton this weekend and this is going to be a, a ripper little meeting and the, the race that I'm looking forward to uh, most is the IRT Shaker Maker Classic. Uh, I love the two-year-old racing. It just, uh, you know, you've got so many horses kicking off their dream, uh, kicking off the dream of the connections and the trainer and uh, we've got four horses in this race that are unbeaten so far from one start, so one for one. And I speak of Soho Sinatra and Soho Hamilton who are both with uh, Michael Stanley. Soho Hamilton, of course, named after our good mate and great Trots Media man in Adam Hamilton. Uh, he's certainly enjoying following the journey with that horse. We've also got Be Happy Mark for Emma Stewart. It's uh, undefeated in one start. And Sanday for Andy Gath. So 7.32, the IRT Australia Shake and Maker Classic for two-year-olds. Uh, really looking forward to that. It'll be interesting, uh, Andrew, just to see how these two-year-olds stack up as we move through the season with series coming up like the Vic Bread, uh, the Breeders' Crown, obviously the Harness Jewels, the Breeders' Challenge up in New South Wales. Um, so, you know, the two-year-old racing, it really is an interesting uh, an interesting uh, age group to follow. Yes, uh, look forward to uh, that. Do you know how the markets went? I just I know it's off the track, but uh, uh, you wrapped up Melton with all the racing, but um, how the markets go out there? Because they had a big effort to put a lot of entertainment there and a lot of the um, things they did there. Yeah, now the crowd was terrific uh, up in the uh, up in the uh, the main function. They, they always got a huge uh, following up there. The Melton City Council's got a great uh, a great uh, relationship with Tabcourt Park, and of course you had Gail on explaining that last week. The markets were pretty successful, from what I heard. So, no, that was really good. It's always a great night, plate night. It's something I think we can build on build on moving forward. Um, just quick looking ahead to this weekend as well. We've got Maryborough into Geelong tomorrow, so that's a double head a double header. Uh, there's a good trot at Maryborough race. Six. It's the Sea Light Windows and Doors Trot. They're a great sponsor, as always, obviously. Riles and Stress, Fra- uh, Stress Factor, hard to say that, also. They're two very smart trotters. They've got, uh, they both race up against Anywhere, Hugo and Moonshine Linda, who are very, very smart, plus Claudius Prince. So if you're checking out Maryborough tomorrow, make sure 5.13 is penciled in race six. And then we go into Geelong, 10 race card tomorrow night. Uh, get uh, It's a great track down there. Get along, Andrew, and have a flying brick cider or two. They're great sponsors down there, responsibly, of course. And we've got good full fields most of the night, especially the first three or four races. You're looking at 11, 12 uh, horse fields there. So um, so it should be a big night there. And, of course, the trots.com.au for all the Trots Vision uh, coverage of the races, every race live and free, and also right here on RSN, obviously.
Terrific, Cody. We'll do it all again next week. For now, thanks for being with us. Look forward to it. Thanks, Andrew. Cody Winnell. This has been One Out, One Back on RSN 927. With thanks to Harness Racing Victoria. Thanks for listening. Want to hear One Out, One Back again? Head to iTunes, our Facebook page and the podcast page at rsn.net.au.